You're listening to The Interview. In-depth retailer interviews with inspirational people. Hosted by Ben Bland. Brought to you by The Retail Exchange. In association with Visual Thinking. Inspiring retail performance. Hello, welcome to The Interview from The Retail Exchange podcast. I'm Ben Bland. India has a population of 1.3 billion people and a growing consumer society. Launched in 2013, Vmart is quickly growing to become the country's most profitable department store, promising price-less fashion for the entire family. I'm joined by Samir Misra, who is Chief Operating Officer of Vmart, to discover more about India's continued economic boom, the company's high-velocity growth, and its blueprint for delivering sustained retail success. Samir, welcome. Just tell me a little bit about what Vmart offers to the retail market, to customers and consumers that the others don't. What is it that makes Vmart unique? Yeah, great question. Vmart offers goods, apparel, merchandise mostly, which is of great quality, but really affordable pricing. What we do uh, uh, as a differentiator is we uh, provide honest pricing, as we call it, to our consumers. We don't mark up our goods too much. So we sell a a kids t-shirt for, let's say, you know, $2 and which for our set of consumers is better pricing than what they will get at a local flea market. So we provide an air-conditioned, safe environment where people don't open stores. We are the first one to open stores. And, you know, uh, uh, we provide that environment and experience and a great product at really cost-effective pricing, which they feel is a big benefit for them. There's a lot of focus, though, on social good, ethical, sustainable sourcing of products. How do you do that if you're selling products for as little as $2 for a a child's T-shirt? Well, uh, so, you know, uh, we trade it through our manufacturers and we ensure that those manufacturers are certified. Uh, The reason why we could trade it for $2 and not $4 or $5 because we 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 are a we are a volume volumetric centric business so we gain less margin in our product so we give away our margin to our consumers for them to buy more from us and thereby you know our model is to ensure that we are very frugal in our approach and how we run our stores we operate around 220 stores right now in india and thereby provide that kind of pricing so we don't uh, uh, impact too much product but we kind of work around uh, the pricing you mentioned there that you've got more than 200 stores all in India. Is there, is there a specific uh, focus just to keep the brand within India or are there plans to expand to other countries? India is such a vast country and every state in India is, is like, almost like a country. And we are present in around 16 states, which itself is big for us. And I, I believe personally that we can open 1,000 stores only in India. So we don't want to we, want to, we want to be very focused on what we are doing in a certain market and build brand. Uh, and North India and South India is anyways different. So, you know, I think our challenges lies in diversity, lies in every 100 kilometers, how customers taste and product changes and we need to cater to them. And it's so dynamic now with, you know, the digital medium, social media uh, coming into play that we want to remain very focused to uh, within the boundaries of India and serving and 
we have 1.3 billion people and 600 million is our customer base. So that's huge for us to kind of, you know, to feel good for next probably five years. So from, from the way you've described Vima, am I right in saying that you, you would perhaps think of yourselves as India's answer to TK Maxx? Ah, yeah. So I would like to say we are India's answer to Primark. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably more mm. uh, relevant to us. But yes, I mean, uh, uh, it's a huge opportunity. When I was a kid, I thought, you know, population is, is, is a problem in India. And now we see that as a big consumption power and which leads our GDP growth, which allows our business to, you know, be sustainable. For example, if we grow at 20% uh, uh, in a quarter, we're not very happy about it. So a growth of 30, 35, 40% is what, when we say, you know, we have, we have job well and done. Are you talking about sales growth there? Sales growth, yeah. yeah. That's quite an ambitious level of growth to maintain every quarter. How do you do it? All we need to do is, you know, to ensure that the right product is in the right store and we have great people and good customer experience. Organized market in apparel market in India is only 20%. Rest 80% is disorganized. And we have market share of 3%. So we are talking about 20% market share probably going to 40-50% in the next 10 years time and retailing becoming a $1.5 trillion dollar economy. So uh, it's such a vast market and big consumption that we're not too worried about uh, whether there is enough market or whether there is a, a, a growth will be stagnant. All we have to do is the right things in India at this point of time. I mean, the growth of this brand is is rapid. Uh, the first store only opened, what, 2003? That's right. So, I mean, we're talking less than 20 years. And I, ju I just wonder, what is it that has driven that, do you think? Yeah, and uh, first uh, six, seven years, we were slow in our growth. Last year, out of these 220 stores, we opened 45 stores. So now we uh, are stepping on accelerator because we understood the model really that we know we've tested the model. But I think what works for us is, you know, uh, for our kind of consumers, we, we create an experience which is very close to a bazaar experience. And we don't want them to intimidate it by, you know, what we present to them as a store. And, the, and, and what's really important is that we, ha we need to provide them the merchandise which they like in their city, in their town, in their village. And in India, in every 100 kilometers, as I said before, you know, the festivals change. You know, we have almost 140 festivals in India. And every month there's a festival, every month there is a Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so what do they need for that festival and can we provide it to them? Because our consumers do not buy because there's a fresh season, they buy because there's a need. They save for a festival buying. And it's, it's our job to understand what exactly you know, they require. It sounds to me that that is a, a very good example of high velocity retail, a theme that is very much one that people are talking about this year. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. And uh, you know, uh, to be honest, you know, uh, we're still learning. Uh, you know, uh, for example, uh, social media in India, uh, people haven't, you know, people just did not do the laptops, you know, they just went to phone, a smartphone. Everyone has a smartphone now. So very recently we created a Mother's Day audiovisual for our market, which is something very new. And in 24 hours, we, the response in Facebook was 2.4 million views without any spending any money, which proves that it's such high velocity and social media like Western countries and these smaller markets where, you know, some of the people are below poverty line 
are using social media and they're watching and they're looking at you. And which means that we have to be very dynamic in our approach. We just can't say that, you know, you put a brick and mortar store, you get the good, right goods and it's good enough. Uh, we need to continuously ch uh, change and adopt ourselves. How did you get to the point that you're at now uh, with VMart? Just tell me a bit about your, you know, your personal career journey. Yeah, so I joined VMart only a year back, but just feels that and I've been here, you know, probably, you know, a lot more than that. I've been in Indian retailing business for the last 15 years, and I started my job with McDonald's. That's where I learned trade of the business in the floor as a store manager, floor manager. Uh, have worked with a skincare business in India, retailing business, and uh, then was part of a fairly large group, a conglomerate, global conglomerate, and I used to... Uh, be part of a luxury apparel business, moved on to value fashion, now I'm in mass fashion. So last uh, nine years, I've been in apparel fashion business in India. So pretty much a retail career um, in India. I've seen various kind of from QSR to skincare to now apparel in India. And it's been a very, very exciting journey for me. When you look at retail in 2019, what do you think the biggest challenges are? Um, you know, for us specifically, the biggest challenges are how do we adopt uh, to the whole digital movement in India. Um, uh, I think, and the reason why I say it's a challenge and an opportunity because it is just not about getting the right technology, but also about the mindset uh, of internal team members, of customers, and how do we uh, link both customer and internal technology and make best use of it. Uh, because the world's changing really fast and our markets are changing really fast. So one state is very different to the other state in terms of social uh, needs, in terms of economy. And uh, what's, what's important for us is how do we really gain speed and gain velocity in the whole digital presence which we have. And then when you look at causes for optimism, where do you think the excitement comes from in retail at the moment? Well, you're talking about India for me or globally? Uh, both. Well, well, globally, when I, you know, talk to, you know, uh, uh, various people in Europe and US, uh, I, think, I think what's happening in retail, uh, we are in transition between offline and online and, you know, from customer experience to, um, uh, to you know, AI. And I think, I think everyone's trying to find what is a good space, what is a sweet spot. And I think that... Uh, 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 and people are anxious, and I think that anxiety is also leading to excitement of what is what is what is the right thing for the brand. Brand used to be in the center, but now it's time for a, a unique customer to be in the center, and the brand should revolve around it. And I think that's a really exciting journey, and which is true back in India as well. And uh, India is going through a, 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 a beautiful growth phase, and we think you know we are like we are in a golden era in terms of economy and GDP growth. And uh, 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 if, if your economy is growing, I think it's, it's for us to ride the tide. And uh, whoever can do that quickly and keeping consumers in mind, I think will be uh, you know, a good performer in the next two years' time. And from what you've just said, what lessons do you think retailers in the UK and Europe can learn from what's going on in India? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a great question. I think uh, some retailers in, in UK and Europe have looked at, I'm specifically talking about apparel business as, you know, how could you 
turn around fashion quickly, the, as you call the mind to market. As soon as fashion is in the market, how soon can it come to your stores? And I think a great example is what Primark is doing in UK and in Europe and the Oxford Street Primark, the Birmingham, the new store which they have built. And I think the brands uh, and retailers have to learn from these examples that consumers uh, are probably slowly moving out from multi-brand outlet and they want a specific fashion, which is true for US, what's happened to Macy's, Saks, Nordstrom. I think, I think, I think the writing's clear in the wall that fashion is specific to a consumer and I think brands which learn faster uh, I think uh, will do really well. Lululemon is one point of case, you know, doing extremely well. And I think uh, UK business and Europe business specifically, the matured markets uh, would need to adopt faster than what they possibly thought it was. Tell me a little bit about your leadership style, because when you're overseeing, you know, as chief operating officer, a, a, an estate of more than 200 stores, how do you keep those teams motivated and inspired and and innovating? Yeah, um, my boss asked the same question today morning, yeah. <laughs> so uh, He didn't tell me to ask that, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, it's appraisal time, so I hope I, I give a good answer. No, but I, I think that for personally what's always worked for me is just, just, you know, leaders have to be authentic and vulnerable and transparent. And I think if you if you if if a leader does these three things, you know, uh, in in good combination, uh, uh, sooner or later your teams understand what you're trying to do, and your ethics, your work ethics, with your being authentic, uh, defines an organization. And if you link it back to consumers, consumers like authentic brands, they're like authentic faces, they're like authentic brand ambassadors, authentic market market influencers. And I think this is a big shift in leadership style, which uh, this new generation is adopting, uh, which has always worked for me. I could be demanding, uh, but if you're still authentic and you're still empathetic, uh, and I won't say you have to mollycoddle people, mm -hmm. but you know, just say what you have to say, and I think it kind of works for my team. And if you don't mind me saying, you, you are incredibly young to be a chief operating officer for a large retail brand. And with many years ahead of you, I, I just wonder what your ambitions are. What, what's personally, what, what do you want to, what's the next thing for you? I mean, obviously, I would like to become a CEO of a big brand. I mean, I won't lie too much about it. Mm. I hope my boss hears this. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, think, I think overall my, my, my purpose statement is, you know, I want to see growth in fashion business, which, uh, which impacts larger social fabric in India. Uh, to give you an example, you know, when we open these stores in towns where there are no retailers, uh, it is the first time a young girl wears a jeans, a T-shirt. She's adopting, you know, some of these Western wear which she hasn't been wearing uh, in a very safe environment. And for me, that is a huge uh, benefit to the society of, you know, uh, providing them something, a clean lingerie, a clean, a hygienic place to shop. And which I think defines, you know, what we are trying to do in India, uh, not just from uh, economic lens, but also from a social lens. And... Uh, if we could do that for next five to ten years, if I could be part of that journey in defining how India's social environment uh, improves uh, uh, in line with the entire economic growth, mm. 
I think will be, you know, a very satisfying experience that's, for me. That's a really interesting point. So it, it seems that, you know, your view is that actually fashion uh, and fashion retail can drive social change. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, um, uh, and and we we witness it in our, in our stores. Um, to give an example, uh, U.S. Uh, in U.S. and in Europe, uh, the penetration of jeans uh, or denims is around 75%. Uh, in India, it is 25%. And these girls or young women have never worn that, and we provide them first time, and just for five dollars, six dollars, seven dollars, and which they find affordable, they can wear it. You know, they feel empowered. They feel there. Now we see in this in this in this smaller markets or towns, people, girls wearing shorts. Our shorts business in girls have really gone up in the small villages, which is impacting social fabric in India. Where you know uh, they feel not just law and order, but their parents, their society sees them as authentic women who can wear what they want to wear, and which has a larger impact on social landscape in India. I mean, these are very lofty ideals and, and, and noble, noble goals and objectives to have in mind. I just wonder when you step away from the day job, what do you do to switch off and relax and clear your mind? Uh, uh, can I just be honest? Go, go for uh, it. Uh, it's Netflix. Netflix. So. <laughs> have you seen anything good? Is there anything you recommend? I, I've seen all of them. Okay. You tell me. Uh, I mean, uh, so... I need to switch off, uh, as all, uh, all of us. Yeah, but, yeah, but you know, um, I like to travel. I like to, you know, talk to um, um, uh, a lot of people globally. Uh, I've recently been awarded an alumni status in Harvard Business School. I did a education there. Thank you. And I think you know the diverse uh, uh, cohort which I interact and now we are in constant touch uh, is something which I cherish. Okay. Samir Mishra, thank you very much for speaking to us on the Retail Exchange thank Podcast. Thank you so much, Ben. Lovely, lovely. Thanks for the opportunity. You've been listening to the Retail Exchange Podcast. Subscribe online at theretailexchange.co.uk and join the debate on Twitter. Hashtag Retail Exchange. This episode is brought to you by retail transformation agency Visual Thinking. Thanks for listening.